those who just joined us, welcome aboard the Disneyland Railroad. Oh, hey there. You made it. Welcome to the Universal Studio Tour. Yeah! Big Eyes and Mouth, Season 2, Episode 1. Hello and welcome to the season two premiere of Three Guys in the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. What's up guys? Hunter. How's it going? And today we've got, uh, for our mice, we've got former Universal fans Elizabeth. Hello. And Jessica. Hi. So today we're going to talk about the opening of Shanghai Disneyland. And then for our main topic, we're going to discuss WDWV Universal, Dawn of Peak Pricing. So uh, we're just going to uh, go ahead and get started. So here we go. So to start things off, we're going to talk about Shanghai Disneyland, which opened just a few days ago. Um, anyone who follows me on like social media knows that I actually like tweeted out and like shared this whole thing that Disney Channel was going to have a grand opening celebration. And I really hope that's the one time you guys chose to ignore me because if you were like me and you actually DVR'd it, it is a waste of space. Uh, I just want to start off saying that. Um, so like, it was a half hour, which when I saw that it was only a half hour, I was a little annoyed anyway. But uh, it starts off with this girl from uh, Disney Channel. Her name's Sophia Carson. She's like, I'm Sophia Carson and I'll be guiding you through the grand opening celebration. Which immediately I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't need you to be here. But then the actual celebration was just garbage. That's what it was. So like the the uh, the celebration, um, what it was is it was actually their opening celebration. So it was like a live orchestra and acrobats, and they were like doing this whole like opening thing. It was like the opening, uh, the opening to like an Olympics game, but I was just sitting there and quickly realized that what I actually wanted to watch was like a tour video of Shanghai Disneyland. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're coming from, like you're half expecting like the, the vacation planning kit where they're like, hey, let's take a look at this part, or this part of the park. Yeah, I agree. That's actually what I wanted to see too. But like, I mean, they did say that it was the opening ceremony, so I just didn't realize it was the actual opening ceremony. At least like a tour, but we just, yeah. Just it we, we didn't even make it through it. We ended up going to YouTube and just looking up Shanghai Disneyland videos, and that was much better. Because like you get to see things like, Good Morning America's like, uh, coverage was better. Because Good Morning America was sharing all these videos of like, their, uh, of their people, like, at Shanghai, riding, like, the Tron light cycle coaster, and I'm just, like, watching these, like, this is what I want to see. I don't want to see a bunch of acrobats making the Cinderella carriage with Sophia Carson telling me they're making the, uh, these acrobats are creating the Cinderella carriage from the movie Cinderella. I'm like, I know what they're doing! I don't need you, Sophia! <laughs> yeah, the only thing I like is their outfits. They're pretty cool, like, Different colors, all of them. Just a small thing. <laughs> <laughs> George, uh, the one positive, I like the uniforms. <laughs> How long was it? I like the bands. It, it's, only a, it, it's only a half hour, the special, but like, um, that, that's the one thing. It's like, uh, I, I will say, like, watching the YouTube, like, I watched, like, YouTube, like, videos where it was like, 
a complete walkthrough of like their main street and just like truly like breathtaking like this place looks amazing and beautiful like uh, especially like their main street is very different so their main street isn't actually main street um i actually forget what they call it but uh because like they don't you know it's china so they don't understand like our idea of like um you know yeah, of like a 50s, or not even 50s, like a 20s version of uh, America. So instead what they did is they made it, and it looks basically like our Main Street, except all of the shops and stuff are themed to characters, because that's what they understand. So like, for instance, the bakery is actually uh, Remy's Bakery, oh. uh, and it has a picture of Remy, and it looks like his restaurant from uh, Ratatouille, and then they had like... Yeah, and they have like uh, Oswald's shop, like they have everything's themed to the characters, which I thought was just like awesome. Um, there were a couple things that I thought were kind of lame, like one thing is like they, so like their fantasy land is like mini lands. So they've got like a mini land of, uh, of Winnie the Pooh, they've got a mini land of um, uh, Alice in Wonderland, and that's like the one that annoyed me, because like I'm a huge fan of Alice in Wonderland, the you know, uh, cartoon ver the animated feature. This one is themed to the movie, which, like, when I saw it, I was like, no, please no. And that's exactly what it was. You know, like the Red Queen's head. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was the thing, too, is that it's a, so it's a maze. It's a hedge maze that's themed to the movie, but they have the same thing in uh, Disneyland Paris, except there's this theme to the animated feature. So I was like, you know, there's no reason to make it the new one, but I, I understand, like, what they're going for, too. And, uh, you know, I know we've talked about it before, but, like, uh... Actually, I'm not sure if we did. I'm not sure... Uh, that's one thing that's funny, is because, like, we all talk about Disney all the time. I'm, I'm never sure what was said on the <laughs> podcast or what was said, like, <laughs> and us talking. But, uh, like, one thing is, their Pirates ride? Spectacular. Like... You know, like, considering that it was screen, a lot of it is screens, they did a, like, full-on, like, amazing job with it. Like, one of my favorite parts still is the opening of it. You see, like, the skeletons, and then you come up to one uh, that's at the, you know, the one that's at the uh, uh, wheel, and then you uh, you see, like, some magic happen, and then it turns into Jack's, uh, <laughs> a Jack Sparrow, like, uh, animatronic. And when I saw that on video, I was just like, I would... I would poop myself. I, I'd be like sitting there like, no, this isn't real. This can't be happening. Like it, it reminded me of like the first time I rode Radiator Springs Racers where like uh, Elizabeth and I, when we rode it, we were, we were like children. We were like, they're real. I can't believe this. That's the best feeling. But that, the feature on Pirates where he's a skeleton and then he turns into Jack Sparrow, that was awesome. Yeah. That was great. That, I think overall, like, that that whole attraction, what they showed was definitely, like, top-notch, like, and, and we're gonna talk about it later when we, you know, dump on Universal. <laughs> if you're a listener, you know that's gonna happen. <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, uh, Universal opened up the King Kong, uh, or what is it, Skull Island Reign of Kong, and, like, by comparison, like, just, that's, like, a garbage, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Tron Rider was really cool. Yes. Actually, uh, one thing I didn't know until I saw like an actual ride-through video is that there's a portion of the ride that's indoors and you have screens around you where you see, uh, you see Clue and like the other uh, racers like going against you like trying to, you know, uh, trying to kill you and I'm just like to, me, like, to me I'm like, yes! I am on the grid. I am actually on the grid. The fact that you like 
pretend you're riding like the motorcycle one, that's awesome. Oh yeah, and how you're sitting down. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I As if that. you were on a motorcycle. Yeah. I think the only thing is missing when you go on is like, well, here's your shield, you put it on, <laughs> like a backpack. All I need is my uh, light cycle. Yeah. <laughs> you just need, yeah, you just need your light disc. Light disc. Um, yeah, like, completely though, like I would say like looking at all the stuff for um, Shanghai Disneyland, like it's definitely like going up there on my list of like Disney parks that I have to see one day. Though I'm sure we can all agree that, uh, you know, Tokyo Disneyland is of course the number one. Like, you can't help, like you see the stuff for Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea, and you're just like, this is the greatest thing you could see. I completely agree with you. I have that book on the random, you know, mountains and they talk about uh, Tokyo Disney Sea at length, and just that alone, I was like, I don't even need to see that at the park. I can just sit here. Yeah, I feel like I really feel like Tokyo Disney Sea and well, Tokyo Disneyland too. Those are like two parks that are like just spectacular, and the Disney company doesn't respect them enough. <laughs> and, and it's and it's that thing like we've mentioned many times. The big thing is that. Tokyo Disneyland has the fact that the Oriental Land Company, they don't care how much things cost. What they want to see is a great attraction. But then like you go to Disneyland and Disney World and you get a lot of where you get the red tape where it's like, well, we need to do this the cheapest way possible. And that's how you get something like the dinosaur ride, which is literally the same layout as the Indiana Jones ride. And, and then you see something like Shanghai Disneyland and it's like, why are we spending a billion dollars to build this spectacular park out here when you could be spending that out here? Like, I mean, I don't want to write too much, but like right now they're really cutting down things at Disneyland and Disney World because of how much Shanghai ended up costing. And you just look at that and you're like, you're not going to get the return there though. You know that. And I know like Disney's reaction is, Shanghai and China is this new market and you know people are gonna come blah blah blah. It's like you are going in the playbook of Michael Eisner with Euro Disneyland because Euro Disneyland if uh, for any listeners that don't know was a spectacular failure. It like the park completely failed when it opened and it it really hasn't become like a great park until now because they're, they're getting the return now because and I've read a lot of it because I follow people from France and stuff the thing is is that before they didn't know theme parks like that they had only ever seen like an, an actual amusement uh, amusement park so they were like a Disneyland here we don't care uh, but then that's the thing is like all the kids there are now adults and they love to uh, or, Paris Disneyland, but the thing is, is that's like it took 20 years for that to happen. It's like, is that really what we're hoping for in Hong Kong and Shanghai? I, I think that's what they're going for, though. Like, I think they understand that, like, even like China, like Tokyo, like all of those places, like they're investing in their future. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like these really good parks overseas. Where I think, like here in the U.S., like whatever they give us, like we will go. And I, I think that's probably why they don't spend as much money here on on those parks. But I, I think it's a good idea that they're spending See, money like overseas. I, I I totally agree with like parts of that because like you're right. They are looking at it like for the future. But it's also that thing that I know for a fact that they want return because one thing that like people know is that like, Hong Kong was a really big failure because it opened and the thing is that Chinese people didn't care. They were like, whatever. And 
uh, like Hong Kong Disneyland is still like struggling to get by and that was because like when they opened it and that's considering that Hong Kong when they built it they bare-boned it they literally made it the same uh, the same uh, space as Disneyland was when it opened with the same amount of attractions like they bare-boned it you know compared to like how they did Shanghai but that was uh, like it's almost like for Shanghai they're like well if we do more they're gonna come but it's that thing it's like what it really is is you're gonna have to wait a while to get these people to realize what it is and see the magic of going there because they don't understand that yet. Yeah, but a company like Disney, like it, it's an investment. That's what they're doing. I mean, China has nothing like this compared over there. Um, I, I think I think Disney's building the way. That's I know why they're they're investing all that money. I know we're like paralleling right now, but I'm gonna say like this also goes into the whole like Disney World versus Universal argument, where it's like Universal is building attractions at like uh, like a hellfire pace. They're they're basically like I think it's the next five years they they have like one new attraction opening every year, compared to Disney World, which is planning to have like a new attraction slash land opening every like two to three years. It's just like by comparison, you're like that's not the same. You you don't fight you don't fight fire with like you know a, a squirt gun going whatever. We'll get there. But I don't think they're making the overseas parks like they're not half-assing it. Whereas I think Universal is very much half-assing it. That's what I'm uh, saying. I think they're like. I'll give you that because <laughs> a, as I said before, we will discuss the new Kong ride, and it's very obvious that they 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 completely just went. We're like, well, I guess people will come. It's true, but um, no, it's that, I think it's that thing too, though, that it's just, it's that jealousy, you know, because it's like, here at Disneyland, like, I can't help but see, like, you know, well, I, I guess I can't really say Disneyland, because Disneyland, we have a lot of construction going on. I would say more like DCA or Disney World, where it's like, you don't see as much of a push to get things going as you would like to see. But then Shanghai, they, like, were really adamant about getting this done. And then what you see in Shanghai, you're just like, why can't we have that? But then it's also that thing, I agree that it's that thing that they're planning that for the future. They're, they're saying to themselves, like, in the future, this is going to be a huge investment. But that's the thing, too. I, I like, one thing I, I love, or not love, I want to say is that I know that one thing is that they're looking at China as this huge market because they're saying, like, like I said, it's a new market that opened up to us. So they're like, we need to jump on it, get them invested into us early so that later they'll be super invested. But then it goes back to the whole thing with Tokyo Disneyland. They give Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea an attitude that they just don't care. But the thing is, is that Japanese people love Disney everything. And that's what it really comes down to is that Tokyo Disneyland will always be the better park because they have that company behind it building these amazing attractions because they want to see amazing attractions. Where Shanghai and Hong Kong will always have the fact that the Disney company are, is going to be the one that has to start everything. And when it really comes down to it, if they can, they're not going to. <coughs> oh, we know. Like, look at look at us. Look at DCA. That's what I was going to bring up. Like California DCA, we yeah. did the huge, we did a huge yeah. redo, and then what's happened since then? It's blown up. Uh, well, we we got the people that they needed. So like now the park is popular, but the yeah. thing is, is that. You know, they were supposed to get started on uh, Phase 2, which, you know, everyone knows is supposed to be Marvel. But the thing is, is that got put on the back burner because of Shanghai. Because Shanghai ended up costing so much that 
to cover it up to the stockholder, they cut doing the construction at DCA because they wanted to be like, oh yeah, Shanghai didn't cost that much. The one thing I will give Disney though is with Star Wars, they made it a point that those those two lands are gonna be finished before the movies are done. Well, but they just had two movies go over a billion dollars in like revenue. Can't can't we just you know? That's how it makes me feel. Just looking in as a as a fan of everything. Uh, I will say my main thing with Marvel, and I love Marvel, um, is that I do know for a fact that like Disney does look at Marvel and they're like, you know, it's been 10 years that we've had like, uh, well, it's been eight years, but you know, it's going to be 10 years of like amazing Marvel movies, each one making more and more money, but they know that there's a drop off eventually and they're ready for that. That's why they're, I feel like that's also why they're not as invested in getting Marvel done is because they look at it too, where they're like, you know, we... Right now, if we start building now, when it finishes, is when the last Avengers movie is going to come out. And then it's like, will people still be there? However, the alternate part of that is that each movie, each new set of characters is getting more and more popular. Like, we just had Ant-Man. Ant-Man was like the, one of their biggest, like, uh, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was like their biggest, like, attempt. Uh, oh well, no. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a huge underdog movie because people were they were trashing it before it came out Like almost the way that we were trashing Batman v Superman But the thing is that the movie came out and people loved it now I, I will say it's not as big. It's not as big as the other one though Guardians of the Galaxy was the one that they were everyone was saying in the like movie community was saying this is gonna be Marvel's folly This is gonna bring down Marvel because they were like just the idea of it, they were like, no one knows these characters, no one cares about these characters, you're trying to introduce this whole other thing, and they're like, you know, it's gonna fail, you you guys are too big now, you, you're getting too crazy, you're done. But then what happened? Guardians of the Galaxy is spectacular, and everyone was all in it, and now, that that's exactly what happened, though. That's probably why before it got the unofficial boot, they were probably so willing to be like, let's go with Inhumans, because we just proved with Guardians that we can bring a bunch of characters that you don't really know and yeah. kick the door down. Actually, yeah, Guardians, was, it was the one that, that was the first one that was something that wasn't like in the basis of like characters, where they were like, this is the one where we're taking a shot, where people are going to have to say, I guess I'll see this. Right. This is just out of the blue. It'd be cool, you know, if they made a Marvel Land, they should make a little story just like comic books just for like Marvel. That'd be cool. Um, That'd be where I'd spend my whole No, I mean, <laughs> I, I will, I'll definitely give you that. They, I know they would, because like currently, like off the page at uh, DCA in Hollywood Land sells comic books in there, which is awesome. But uh, also, if you go to Universal Orlando in the Superhero Island, they have a comic book store inside there. That's exactly what I was going to say. Anything that's better than that at Universal oh, yeah. will be better at Disney. Uh, that's true. <laughs> like, I know we, I, I do know we've discussed that in the past, but like, it's that thing where it's like, uh, actually, it was when we we were talking about doing a Marvel theming of uh, Hollywoodland, like, don't do it the way Universal did, where they just they completely just went halfway. They were like. Oh, just make it look like comic books. Whatever. Like, I'm like, it has to It has to feel like you're in it. Like, for instance, like, what they're doing with Star Wars. You can't just go in there, because, like, realistically, if they wanted to, they could have just done what they basically did to Tomorrowland now and just left it like that and been like, this is Star Wars now! <laughs> Everything's Star Wars. 
But they didn't because they were like, you know what? We're gonna have to do this all the way. People wanna be invested in this area. Especially, and I'm gonna just go ahead and dump on people that I know in real life who were trying to tell me the other day that just because I'm a new Star Wars fan, first of all, you don't know me, sir. I am a huge Star Wars fan for life. I, in middle school, carried a freaking Star Wars lunch pail, which anyone that knows, middle school is not the time to be like, by the way, I like nerdy things. <laughs> That's the time when you're supposed to be growing out your hair like, nah, hate the world, <laughs> hate everything. But I was carrying around a lunch pail that straight up had, it was uh, Darth Maul fighting Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And I brought that to school because I was like, I love Star Wars, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, whatever. No, but, but back on what you were saying about, you know, the Star Wars Land stuff, because you have the same feeling when you walk into uh, Cars Land. The second you step one foot over, you're like, oh my, oh my god, I'm, I'm in Radiator Springs. Yeah, you make, that, you make that turn and it's like the movie. You're just like, what? I'm here. Are they still going with the name Star Wars Experience? They haven't officially named it, but the rumor is that they want to call it the Star Wars Experience, which I am very very against because and, and i know we we said it i want to say the last episode right that it sounds like a museum exhibit like i'm excited for that so it is the, they were gonna have a little bar there right is that official or yeah the most isolated cantina yeah that's gonna be sick man i really it'd be cool when you walk in so you, see, you see like a bar like, like a little band playing that that music thing yeah, that would be really cool. When, this is uh, this is off the rail with George. <laughs> Let me just divert this conversation. I, no. Well, I like the fact that, like, if oh, okay, mind you, not, maybe not the name, but I like the fact that they're going with the idea that it's an experience. Like you said, it's not just going to be like, well, here's Obi Wan's house, I'm like here's Anakin's house, this and this. And here's like, the I like Jedi that it's an Academy. actual like experience. Yeah. I mean, I kind of mind with it. It's that thing though, where it's like, what what I see is is basically if it was like, for instance. If Universal decided to call it like the Harry Potter experience, you'd be fine with that because you're like, nothing's iconic to them, who cares? <laughs> the idea of calling it land, that's iconic to Disney. So it, to me, it, it's like counterintuitive for them to be like, oh yeah, we're, we're just going to call it Star Wars experience because we're not into the whole land thing. It's like, you've always been land. You created the idea of land. But like, quick history lesson for you. Adventureland was originally supposed to be called um, True Life Adventures. Like, that makes no sense. No, no. And they ended up cutting it and just calling it Adventureland because they were like, oh, everything needs to be simplistic. Adventureland, Frontierland, Star Wars Land. <laughs> well, we had this, uh, uh, we've had a conversation similar to this when they were first opening Cars Land. Because yeah. me and you were on the side, we were like, just call it Radiator Springs. We know actually, Yes, I agree. Actually, I was just going to bring that up uh, that, um, you know, back in the point of calling it land. When they originally announced Cars Land, it was called Radiator Springs. But they ended up changing it halfway through to Cars Land because. And this is like all internal stuff, but it, it went into a whole thing where they were like, not a lot of people know what Radiator Springs is, so if we call it Cars Land, they know what we're talking about. Which I argue, you're completely wrong. But at the same time, it's that thing, it's like, the calling it land, that is Disney. That's a Disney trait. Yeah. When, when you play, like for instance, when you play um, like uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, you don't call your, you don't call your theme park 
experience. You're not like, oh, this is a theme park experience. You call it Giordano Land or Joshington. <laughs> I was going like, to say Jessica Land. That's yeah. what I used to call it. You don't, you're not sitting there calling it Six Flags yeah. over America. You don't care. <laughs> okay, so um, to move on from our 20-minute hatred... <laughs> uh, I, I will say, like, some cool stuff, though, that they're doing right now is they've got some Shanghai Disneyland stuff at DCA. Um, of course, one of the biggest things that everyone should know by now is that Soarin' Over the World uh, has actually hit every Soarin' attraction now. So now Disney World and Disneyland is Soarin' Over the World. One thing I do like, because, like, it did annoy me, too, um, like, uh, when... When they redid uh, Soren at Disneyland, the sign just said Soren, but uh, what they did is like underneath it, they added a little plank that says uh, around the world. So like that was their little thing. Um, so uh, before we get into the ride though, um, one good thing, good piece of news, which I, I do want to say good news because like I actually thought that he was cut too, was uh, your chief flight attendant is still Patrick. <laughs> Which Patrick Warburton himself on Twitter, the day before Shanghai opened, he actually sent out a tweet saying, uh, you know, uh, this is your chief flight attendant signing off. And then like the next day, because like he saw that uh, people were saying that he was still in the ride, he was like, oh, I guess I was wrong. Because <laughs> he didn't even know that he was still part of it. Um, so like... Talk about icon. That's an icon, though. I yeah. think when you're getting on that ride, you're like, where, where's, where's Patrick? Well, I mean, yeah. he's in uh, he's in um, Star Tours also. That's true. <laughs> he's the he's the robot. Yeah. Keep it moving. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Keep oh, yeah. it moving. Keep it moving. Um, no, so like the actual attraction, though, like I haven't. I will say I haven't experienced it, and I haven't watched anything because I don't want to, you know, burst the bubble. Uh, but I was reading some reviews. It's mainly positive. Everyone's like loving it, especially I keep hearing the same thing. People keep saying the Disneyland flyover is like the best part of it, which I think is sad because I know I know for a fact that Shanghai Disneyland's the end of the ride. So the fact that they're like Disneyland is the best part, but um, I will say like uh, look for a cameo because we were there. <laughs> <laughs> we were there too. Remember? We saw them flying over with it too. And I was just like, I hope I see me. Wave your hand. I'm gonna miss the original. I really love the original. I, I do too. Like, uh, it's that thing where it's like. I'm sure it'll be back. Okay. I'm actually really excited for um, for the new one. Like, I, I, I really am. Like, I love the Ola and I love California and everything, but I, I'm excited for the new one. I will say, to me, the saddest thing that we lose is we lose this song. Because the story over a really? California song is like my, that's like my favorite thing. Like, you know, when I need to be pumped, like, uh, you know, before before I do a show, like, that's just me. Like, some people listen to Eye of the Tiger. I'm just, single tear, American flag waving, bald eagle lands on your shoulder. The Thunderbirds fly over. Oh, that's what no. I'm going to miss is the Thunderbirds. It, it whispers, America. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, uh, I, I love the original soundtrack. I already knew they were changing it though, because when they put up a sneak peek of it, uh, you could hear the music in it and it was different. But you know, I, I assume it's still gonna be good. It's just that thing where it's like, you know, now we get to be a part of that generation where we play the music 
And, you know, people are like, what is this? And we're like, you don't even know. You no. gotta have a big intro, man. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, I know it was a complaint that I read on Dateline Disneyland, is that uh, the scene changes are done with CGI an animals, and it was saying that, like, the CGI, like, ruins it. Because it's like, you're seeing all this real stuff, and then they feel like to tell the story better, they need, like, something to cut the scene. So they do things where it's like, bird, like uh, CGI birds like fly across the screen, changing where you are. Or I know um, specifically he said that uh, the African savanna, they have like a CGI elephant, like look at the screen and spray water on the screen and that's how it changes to the next part, which I'm like, I don't need any of that. But, you know, I, I always like realistically, like look at the old Soarin' Over California. They didn't do that at all. It just like completely changed. Like, yeah, one second you're in Redwood, the next second you're all of a sudden uh, on the beaches. But you weren't sitting there like, where's my scene changes? I don't get how this happened. I'm so confused. Which I'm sure a Universal fan would say that, not realizing that. And we'll discuss it later, how awful their words are. <laughs> no, but uh, overall, like, uh, you know, I'm excited for Shanghai. Um, no matter what, like, with all our complaining, when it really comes down to it, it's there no matter what. We already spent the billion dollars. It's there. Realistically, for the same price, we got Magic Bands. So, <laughs> this is a plus, I guess. <laughs> Actually, um, that just reminded me. Um, so, like, a big thing that, like, really signals, like, Magic Bands being a failure is the fact that Shanghai is the first park being built after Magic Bands were already made. So, the whole thing was that they, uh, there was talk that they were going to do Shanghai where it was completely built with the, with the Magic Bands. However, they went against it. And the reasoning is because, uh, I guess they stated everyone has a cell phone now. There's no reason for these because they're, all they are are wristbands that, um, you know, take the place of what your phone would do. To which I would say you're dead wrong in that idea. Like, and we've said this like many times. Magic Bands in its simplest form should just be your park ticket, your fast, uh, digital fast pass. You can put your card on it. It can be your hotel key. Like all of that stuff is perfect for it. Now the whole thing is that the fast pass plus is like my biggest gripe where I'm like, this is unnecessary. Cause like, and, and we've gotten, I, I don't want to get too long winded on it, but it's like, yeah, you're right. We all have cell phones. That's why FastPass Plus should be basically the FastPass system on your wristband. And then, like, instead of printing you a ticket, you slide your or you uh, put your Magic Band up to it, and that's how you get your uh, your new one. And then you go onto the app, and it loads on there your FastPass. Like, that's the easiest thing. And I know Bob Iger is sitting there listening to us right now, saying to himself. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm gonna pretend that that was my idea. <laughs> no, but like, that, that's the thing is like, like, FastPass Plus is built on, and, and the whole Magic Band system is built on the idea that you're super planning your vacation. However, I just, like, I wanna say, like, you know, to Bob Iger and, every, and everyone at Disney, no one wants to plan their vacation like that. Yeah, because, like, this is, like, for an ultra planner. This is someone, like, the whole idea of, like, planning your vacation like this, especially the fast passes, you're literally making everything, like, uh, like you're giving yourself a schedule. You're like, at 9 a.m., we're going to enter the park. Uh, 9.30, we're going to ride Peter Pan. Uh, 10 o'clock afterwards, we're going to eat. 
And I'm like, no one's doing that. Yeah, you no go to a theme park so. and... And, which is funny too because like realistically Animal Kingdom that's counterintuitive to what Animal Kingdom is Animal Kingdom is all about finding the adventure finding the experience and they're gonna be like you're gonna plan out your whole day at Animal Kingdom it's like okay so you know there's only three rides then right if we're gonna plan it out that way so you've got Nemo's musical oh man and then you've got Everest it's tough to be a bug and then you have to choose you're either gonna get Everest or you're gonna get the safari not both forget about your reservation aww I just like I hate the whole idea of it plus you get a bonus (laughs) if you use all three yeah we'll give you a we'll give you an additional one but you won't be able to use that until 9pm at night so I guess you really don't get an extra one the, uh, the the whole idea of it, and like uh, I listened to Jim Hill talk about like the origin of Fast Pass, and like um, it, it's just that thing where it's like they're, they're just like they've all they've never truly understood what Fast Pass is, because like uh, actually I, I was just listening um, to Jim Hill talk about, and he interviewed the actual guy who created Fast Pass, and he said that the dude said that when he um, introduced it to Disney, they said it was stupid. Like, they were like, no one wants to do that. So, uh, because he was, like, he was, like, in charge of, like, the parks, he asked, he was like, can I test this out? And they were like, sure, whatever. So he tested the system on, like, a group of people. And, uh, he tested it at Disneyland. And the thing was is that these people loved it so much that they wrote in saying how much they loved it and said that they told everyone at home how, you know, helpful it was and how easy it was. And, like, the whole thing was that it was so, it was such a huge popular thing, Disney had to go with it. Because they were like, oh my god, like, people are already talking about it, we have to do this. Right. And, and then, like, you go into the whole other parts of it, where people want Fast, uh, or Disney wants to make money off of Fast Pass, and they can never do it because we've already had the free taste, we are not going to pay. And I've, I've even done this, uh, the survey where they've asked, would you be willing to pay for this service? And I, every time I'm like, no! I would no, I would rather stand in a two-hour line than pay for this service. But that's the thing is like, like for instance, like look at Universal, the VIP pass. You pay, uh, you know, extra for that. And what do you see when you see that line? No one's in it because yeah. no one's like, well, I mean, I guess realistically, they only have like five rides at any point. But like realistically, no one's sitting there like, oh, you know, if I pay more, I'll get front of the line, ride all five, and leave at two p.m. Exactly. Just in time for my reservations at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make my fast passes. We used to go to Universal a lot. I'm talking about Universal Hollywood, and we've never stood in a line longer than 30 minutes. Never. The only one would probably be the studio tour. Probably the studio tour, yeah. That's and it. you can't you can't really VIP and that even anyway. Then, like before, like I'm talking back in like the 90s, yeah. 2000s. <laughs> Like, they actually had, like, movie facts and, like, people yes. talking. And, like, you saw videos. movies yes. happening. Yeah. And yes. now it's like, all right, Here's their go next see Jimmy Fallon. Not only that, we <laughs> did the buy a day, get a year for free, and that would put you at the front of the line with that pass, remember? They would scan it. They you can only use it, it once yeah. a day, though. One, once a day. You pick your right. You pick your right. Why would you need it? Yeah. Even Jurassic Park, you don't need that. No, on. you don't. Uh, the, probably the longest we would wait there, and it was usually my dad and I because George was too short at that time. It was probably like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. For what? Jurassic Park. The ride. 
It was too scary for George, we know. <laughs> well, George couldn't have a twister, so. I will actually say I've never I've never gone on the twister ride. Uh, and and I know I know like, like yeah, yeah no one liked it. Yeah. No one really liked it. You know, one thing I do miss though is backdraft. I always thought backdraft. I love backdraft. But I, I liked I like backdraft the the movie anyway, so I never saw the movie, but the right the experience was really, really cool. It's hot. It's hot. That was a cool one though. But um I guess that's gonna finish it up for us on Shanghai. And uh, we're just gonna move on into our hate filled uh Feature segment. So for our main feature, we're going to discuss uh, Walt Disney World versus Universal. Because it, this is like something that like I hear a lot going on, especially online, where everyone wants to compare and contrast them. Uh, to us, it's a lot simpler. Like, I, I'm going to say it straight out. Like, it's going to be Disney World for us. Like, that's just how it is. But the thing is, is like, uh, I know like there's a lot of hate going on for Disney World because uh, like we were just saying, there's a lot of things that they, they really like um, don't try enough on anymore. I mean, be it themed napkins or even like building attractions. Like, you know, they, they really don't have like the uh, inspiration. While Universal, you know, got a little bit of success with uh, Harry Potter and now they're like telling themselves like, oh, we're better, we can do everything. But the thing is, is that they forget the same thing, which is they're trying to build rides so quickly, they're not even considering to themselves, oh, is this a good ride or are we just building? Because <laughs> that's what it really comes down to. So like we're, we're going to discuss in like portions, like uh, we're going to start off with uh, ticket admission. Now, I'm going to say straight up, I honestly thought this was like easy for Universal to win out because... You know, we've said before, you don't get as much there, so I assumed that they were cheaper. Um, so I'm just gonna give you the straight facts. They are not cheaper, which is very counterintuitive. But, uh, so, like right now, um, so there's, uh, everyone knows that, like, with theme park pricing right now, they do peak pricing. A lot of people wanna gripe about Disney doing it, but when it really comes down to it, Universal started the peak pricing first, so I don't get why Disney's the bastard for doing it but that's the that's the way that you know the Disney fan community and the theme park fan community because Disney is the standard they will always trash them for everything doesn't matter what it is they could tell you tomorrow we're gonna give out free ear hats and they'd go huh guess no one's getting Oswald ear hats then huh right and <laughs> it wouldn't make sense but so uh, to start off like Walt Disney World you've got uh, three pricing styles there's value which is like basically like you know when no one's in the park then you've got regular which is like weekends and then you've got the holiday time which is peak which we're in right now so um right now the peak pricing it's 114 dollars to go into epcot uh disney's hollywood studios or animal kingdom and it's 124 to go into magic kingdom however their park hopper is 164 dollars Compare that over to Universal. Wait, $164 for four parks, and Universal has two parks for $169? I was just going to get to that. But uh, Universal uh, is $105 for one day, one park if you buy them online. It's $119 if you buy it at the park. Their park hopper online is $155, 
However, if you buy it there at the park, it's $169. And as Jessica just said, that is them literally telling you, you are going to pay $5 more for two parks with less attractions, while Disney World is offering you four parks for less. That's insane. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, we're looking at the stats right now, and I can tell you, everything is more expensive for Universal unless you... You're, unless you're just going to Magic Kingdom and only Magic Kingdom. Yeah. You know, I expect that online was going to be cheaper because they have like coupons. Guess not. That's, I mean, that's not savings right there. Like, I, I know, like, uh, I get a lot of flack for it all the time, but when it really comes, like, you see that, and if you were planning your, uh, your pricing, like, I'm going to straight up let you guys know right now, we don't pay for park admission, like, at all. Like, we, we have family, so we get signed into each park. We get signed into Disney World. We get signed into Universal. Um, eh, well, not really, because Disney World, because there's so many of us when we go uh, on our, you know, every few years trip, uh, we pay for our tickets ourselves. But, like, we always look at it, and, like, it's easier to pay, like, convince yourself to pay for Disney World. Because Disney World, realistically, like, I didn't pull them up, but, like, you're gonna go for multiple days. And that's the thing is they give you better pricing the longer you're staying there. And that's the thing is Disney World, you're like, well, yeah, you're like, I'm gonna be here for at least four days at Disney World. Universal, and I know I get a lot of hate for telling people, but that is a half, it's two half day parks. Combined together is a three quarter day park. So like, if you were really planning a trip, you would never look at Universal and go, well, I'll spend three days here. It's like, there's two parts. There's no reason for me to do that. I would never, I would never tell myself, like, looking at that price, I'd go one day. And then at that, I'd probably be mad that I paid that much for that one day. Be then at five o'clock, you're like, well, that's how we spent this day. Sorry, kid. And they close early, too. The Universal parks, they close at, like, six, seven? Yeah. I believe it yeah. is. Yeah. So not only like do you get less attractions, like less everything, less like time. you get less time too. And then like we we've we've gone to both parks and there's really not much to do at each park. We uh, we we've discussed it before. We we did the yeah. whole day at Universal and then we had the, the day at what was it, Magic Kingdom or Epcot? And we finished that whole night until like one AM. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing too, is that um you know, and, and we've said it many times, we're huge fans of Harry Potter. Like, I, I will say, they did a spectacular job with Harry Potter. But the thing is, is that that's like four hours of your day just there. And, and that's considering that we waited, like, we waited 75 minutes to get on that awful Gringotts <laughs> ride. We waited, what, it was like 20, 30 minutes to get on Hogwarts. And then we, we waited like 70 minutes to get onto uh, the, you know, the Forbidden Journey. And we rode Forbidden Journey like twice. Like, you know, to us it's just, it's just like, you know, I could spend all day at the Harry Potter stuff, but ultimately like, there, like there's nothing else there. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier, um, so I guess we're moving straight into attractions and stuff. But, um, so, Islands of Adventure is probably, like, the biggest waste of money you could ever spend anything on. And that's considering that Disney's Hollywood Studios is pretty awful right now. But at least you can still sit there and say, well, I've got Star Tours, and I've got, um, I'm not gonna say Great Movie Ride. I know Disney fans are gonna say Great Movie Ride, no. Uh, if you're looking at Disney's Hollywood Studios, you're gonna say to yourself, 
I've got Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Star Tours. You're not telling yourself, well, they've got Disney Junior Live here, and they've got the Little Mermaid Live. They've got Launch Bay. Launch Bay's pretty cool with the Jawas, but, uh, you know, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, at least you have those three. If you're going to pay to go to just <laughs> Islands of Adventure, you're honestly looking at it like you've got Forbidden Journey, and that's it. I, I really feel like... Oh, the Hulk's down right now, too. But, um, like, the... To me, like, the Hulk, it's just a coaster. That's what it really comes down to. It's just a coaster. Like, even in this rebuild, like, they, they were showing off, like, we're, uh, the, you know, uh, concept art for the redo. But when it really comes down to it, the, the redo is just the same coaster with a different idea at the beginning. That's it. Um, this... I, I will say Spider-Man... I like Spider-Man. Um, I like the Jurassic Park ride, but Jurassic Park, I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that already gives you, it's still gonna be Spider-Man and uh, Forbidden Journey. I will say, mm, Hollywood Studios is kind of a waste of time. What about The Mummy? That's not in there. That's at Universal. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing, is like, why would you spend money to go into Islands of Adventure? If you did spend money I guess that. they got Seuss Landing. Uh, right? <laughs> if you but did pay for that, you should be hugged. If it's either Universal or Islands of Adventure, Islands of Adventure. Because Universal has nothing. I would not pay for Universal. I would say I would go Universal now, but that's just because uh, Diagon Alley is worth is worth being there. And, uh, and, and Springfield. But that's it. I would say Springfield is the other part to me that I would go for. But I, like I've said before, I'm a huge Simpsons fan, so for me, that's easy. I, I would go see that anyway. But, um, no, like, so, realistically, I feel like both of their parks are just Hollywood Studios. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I mean that in value. Uh, but, like, okay, so, like, look at Islands of Adventure. So you've got the new Kong ride. And I'm bringing this up just so that we can trash it. Because, like, we, we watched the videos. I read stuff about it before. Um, so like, one thing I give Universal is they're trying to expand quickly. The one thing that's also a negative though is they're trying to expand quickly with no care about it. Because look at Kong. Uh, you guys didn't see it in the video, but Kong is in the middle of Jurassic Park. Like, you literally have, you can't see it on the video, but that spot where you do the turnaround, the other side of that is the Jurassic Park ride. And on the other side of the King Kong ride is where the, you know, the uh, little kid dinosaur area is. It's literally in the middle of Jurassic Park. So, like, what they're trying to tell you is in their theme land of Jurassic Park, they also, for no reason at all, have a King Kong attraction. But even if you're not going to dump on them for the simple fact that that makes no sense at all, the problem is, is that it's a bad ride. And, like, that's not just my opinion. Even people <laughs> online, even the most, like, you know, universal-leaning Disney fans there are were dumping on this ride because... And it was the first time I've seen people actually admit that Gringotts is a bad ride. But they compare it to that, where it's, like, it's just screams. That's all you're seeing. And, like, and the worst part of the King Kong ride is if you've gone to the Hollywood one... You've seen this ride. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, because their 360 portion of the ride is actually from Universal Hollywood. Like, they added nothing. You know, it sounds like 
uh, when you say they put it like Jurassic Park, whatever, sometimes they just don't want to spend that much money because everybody had like the trees or whatever. So, yeah. Oh, we don't need like that much trees because oh, they yeah. have it right there. They're theming to, to be honest, to be honest, I thought when when I read about it, I actually completely was confused because I was I had read like about it. I thought that it was going to be near the uh, Jurassic Park area, and I thought it was actually gonna take over in the Toon Lagoon area because that's an awful area anyway. Like, if you if you took out, like, those shops that are there and put that ride in there, I would have been fine with that. Even with the Dudley Do-Right and the Popeyes barge still there because I, I'd be willing to be like, well, they're gonna change this eventually. What they just did, we know for a fact, considering how huge a movie Jurassic World was, there's no way in hell they're getting rid of Jurassic Park. And the fact that King Kong is like their next big franchise that they think is coming, I don't, which I don't understand. Like, no one liked the movie anyway. But even if we're not going to dump on that part, what was their idea? That we were simply going to go in there and go, eh, whatever. <laughs> Do you think maybe the guy who was making the ride watched Jurassic Park and heard uh, Dr. Ian, you know, make his little quip about the giant door? Like, King Kong does exist in that universe. <laughs> I, I mean, I, just in complete, in just the sense of like my annoyance. Like I don't understand this. That, that's what it comes down to. I don't understand how anyone gave them credit for what they built. Cause like, even even not seeing the ride when I when I found out, and it was the it was when they finally took down the walls, and I saw pictures, like actual panoramic pictures, and saw where it was. I was already annoyed. Cause I'm like. Why is it in the middle of Jurassic Park? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I understand they had the area, and I understand they have the tree line and all that. But why? It's not part of Jurassic Park. It doesn't even fit thematically to Jurassic Park. And, like I just said, Jurassic World is a huge property that we know we're getting three movies for. So it's like, why with a trilogy starting in there, and you already know people are coming back to see more of that, why in the hell would you be like, let's build King Kong here? Because you know all those people who saw the 2005 King Kong movie that Peter Jackson made and is actually an abortion of a movie completely? Three hours of just complete garbage made into a movie. We should make more of this. Like, no one is going in there going, I wanted to see King Kong here though. Like, it's almost like they're holding on to the fact that, like, when people first started going to Universal theme parks, they were like, King Kong, King Kong. It's like, yeah, because it was like an iconic thing back in the day, but, like, the only thing they've got going on for King Kong right now, officially, is they have King Kong versus Godzilla with an official release date, to which I still say, who gives a crap? No one is sitting there with, like, Pacific Rim and stuff going, you know what I need? King Kong versus Godzilla. Just like the whole thing with the Mummy reboot. We're gonna do a Mummy reboot. I'm like, I'm on board. They say, we've got Tom Cruise. I'm like, I'm on board. Then they say, by the way, it's also going to feature all the other movie monsters because we're making a movie monster universe. That's when I'm like, okay, I'm not here for this. <laughs> don't, don't try to Marvel Universe me without trying. Like Marvel Universe, like, and, and like that's the thing is like everyone wants a Marvel Cinematic Universe, but no one wants to, wants to try. Everyone just wants to throw it together. That's how you get things like Batman v Superman. That's how you get things like this stupid movie monster thing. That's how you get 21 Jump Street and Men in Black, which makes no sense. Like, 
the fact that they keep insisting that it makes sense it makes me angrier every time I hear them say that. Look, it's gonna make sense that the 21 Jump Street uh, movies are in the same universe as Men in Black. Where? Is it the fact that there's space aliens? Is it the fact that uh, 21 Jump Street is a complete joke of a movie because it's a comedy? I don't know. That, that's me ranting though. <laughs> I just got like the funniest image of them like digging their own grave while they're explaining to you and you're like, I, I'm still not on board. Well, just give it time, man. What, are they making a crossover movie? Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna have oh a... They're gonna have a 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover. They're gonna have a Universal Movie Monsters crossover. Which like, the Movie Monsters too, like, I was thinking about it and I know Elizabeth knows because she's a big fan of the Movie Monsters. That's an easy sell because in the, back in the day they crossed over anyway. I want to see the Mummy. I want to see Dracula. Like I want to see each one. Yeah. I don't need them I don't... all fighting Tom Cruise. Well, no, it, it's that thing. <laughs> and John Hill. <laughs> no, well, no, it's that thing that it's like for them to announce the first one and then already say that it's gonna feature other Movie Monsters in it because there's a shared universe coming. It's like. Why would you tell me that? Uh, like, I don't need you to do... I would have liked it more if it was a surprise for me to see that, you know, there was a reference to Dracula. I totally agree. Not just how... Hey, because, hey. because then you would have been sitting there excited like, Oh, they're gonna do like the old style where it's like Dracula meets the Wolfman. Not me sitting there where it's Tom Cruise running from the mummy and then like you see like Dracula and it's like, ah. By the way, I'll be I'm in here. this movie too. And Jonah Hill. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> starring. <laughs> and Channing Tatum, hopefully. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like back back on that. The one thing I will give you really quickly on the King Kong ride is the animatronic of King Kong. That's definitely awesome. Like that's that's an awesome thing they did. Like eh, I'll give it. I expected him to do more. Like. And I don't mean like move more. I just meant I want. I thought it was gonna be like the old one from the you know from the tram ride where he would like you know roar at you and then you yes. would drive past. Instead, he just keeps looking around. At least move the opens cables. his mouth. Yeah. And then that's it. And you're just sitting there like, oh okay, <laughs> so there's no payoff. And then I I also want to say so like there's this whole storyline with this like adventurer girl named Kate. Cool, whatever. Go women. Uh, but. <laughs> Then, like, what I don't understand is that in the, well, in the bug scene, she gets, like, grabbed by, like, some sort of crab monster and taken off screen. Then you see the King Kong, like, 360 part from Universal Hollywood. And then, like, over the speaker, she just goes, oh, I'm okay, by the way. And you're like, oh, okay. So we just take that, whatever. <laughs> She's a survivor. Clearly <laughs> the crab monster did not snap her in half like we thought. I'm not hating on it. Like, like, Star Wars, I was all, I was all, like, you know, I was all excited. I, I was secretly very, very much hoping that Rey was going to be a huge, like, great character because I will say, like, having a daughter, I just automatically, I wanted that. But then, like, you know, they did such a good job. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, you know, the, the Kate girl from this, I was just like, no. <laughs> like... Like, and, and, you know, they sold me enough, like, with the bug part, I was fine with that. But then when it went into the King Kong part, I actually thought you were going to see her with King Kong. That is not what you get. Instead, you just get the same thing you've seen before, and then at the end, she's like, by the way, I'm fine. Well, 
And you're like, oh, okay, well, what was the reason of her in here at all? In that case, you could have just driven past the bats, then driven up to the uh, to the um, bugs, and they could have jungle cruised it, where it would have just been, like, them over the speaker, like, watch out! Bang, 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 bang. Like, <laughs> there was no reason for me to see a screen of her fighting them. I'd rather have her fighting them than Adrian Brody. Why do you... <laughs> why do you hate Adrian <laughs> He's a really nose. nice guy. I'm an action star. I'm no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth's met him. He's, He's really, really cool. He's really nice. Him and his, like, beautiful girlfriend, wife, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, I guess enough trashing. I just want to say, once again, garbage right. <laughs> garbage. That, it's the exact same right from Hollywood. Yeah. That, that's what it really came down to. Like, they gave you nothing new. Nothing, yeah. Like, they, well, I'll give you, they gave you certain things new, and then their, their payoff scene was something you'd already seen. It's like, uh, what can I compare it to? It's like building Muppet Vision in California, where they were like, this is gonna be the pinnacle of why people come to Hollywoodland. No, they're not, no. because no one cares about Muppets. I'm no. sorry, listeners, loyal listeners that like Muppets, don't turn it off. But no one cares about Muppets. No and, it, and we've said it many times. That fact is made clear by the fact that it still is not back at DCA. It hasn't been there for five years. And no one has said anything. No one's been... You haven't seen a campaign on like, bring back Muppet Vision. Bring back Muppet Vision. But at Disney World, every time there's a chance that it might go away, everyone's like, Muppet Vision is the thing people come to Hollywood Studios for. I don't even know it's there whenever I go. <laughs> That's considering it's next to Star Tours. Well, you've also got to look at the fact that the Muppet TV show is no longer around either. Yes. So The Muppet TV show was funny, though. I never watched it. For the, for the three people who viewed it. <laughs> for the three people who viewed it. You, Ellie, and whoever else. Ellie thought it was funny. <laughs> She's too <laughs> <laughs> She well, I'll give her. She she likes the Muppets anyway because uh, Disney Junior always has them on there questioning kids, and she thinks they're funny. Oh, though I I think it's also that nonsensical thing where to her it's just funny because she's like looking at it like the stuffed animals are talking. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've dumped on Muppet Vision. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but um, so like going back to like what we were actually talking about so like when it really comes down to it like when you look at like disney world and uh universal it really comes down to like a lot of things so you've got like concessions like food and uh, i wanted to bring that up because i know we've all eaten at multiple places there elizabeth pointed out that i got sick at the movie monster place at universal because it was disgusting i couldn't even finish the food because it's like disgusting in there well it's all under like the heat lamps and it's like really old pizza so then it's either between pizza or the burger that's super greasy. How appetizing. <laughs> it was not. The burger blinks at you. <laughs> also, like, they have, like, the they have like the mannequin, like, mo movie monsters around you, and that, like, grossed me out. <laughs> Did you, know you see a lamp? To the swamp. <laughs> Did you see a lamp? Yeah, heat lamp. A heat lamp? Is it, oh, you want pizza? No, Let me just put an easy thick oven. It's very, like, <laughs> it's very obvious that it's been, like, sitting Same. out for a while. So like, and then I think it's uh, I think it was that same restaurant that had like a pizza oven behind them, but then like the pizza that was 
that was given to you was like very obviously old pizza. So I'm like, uh... it, it reminds me of like my uh, my EDR at work, uh, where they'll they'll like cook a pizza and then they'll leave it out until everyone takes uh, until that like whole pizza is gone, and you're sitting there like this thing's been here for two days. Throw it out. <laughs> Uh, over there in Universal, the, the places that, you know, in the time that we've gone that I prefer is actually the place in Jurassic Park's area, which I'm not even sure is still around. It's there. Okay. I, I agree. The, um, I forget what they call it, but yeah, yeah. I like that place. Um, like and the, the food or the theming? Both. But, but that's the thing, it's like, it's like, um, it's like the Springfield, like, you're getting, like, regular theme park food, but you're like, at least I can eat this. And uh, this is where I'm going to go back on the hatred. Harry Potter land food is the worst garbage they could feed you. The idea that they keep thinking, people come here, they want authentic British food. No one is, like Hunter said, no one is going into the theme park, need to get me some bangers and mash. <laughs> you know what I need today, Mama? I need some blood pudding. <laughs> No, and I love how they they like try to sell you on the blood pudding. They're like, it's made with authentic blood, blood. and I'm like, the fact that it's called blood pudding, us hey. Americans will never touch it. <laughs> you I, might I, you I, might as well have called it pig's feet. I'm okay that they offer that, but at least have like a menu with like regular food. But if it's gonna be the Chicken food, fingers. but if it's gonna be the food from the other restaurants, I'd rather take the blood pudding. And, and you know, th this is like the ultimate. Like, ultimately, it's the thing that I'm getting at. At Universal, all of their places, like, offer the same, like, kind of garbage food. Like, and, and I know, like, there's people out there that are like, their food's so good. No. You're, you're wrong. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> but, um, like, to me, like, they're, they're stuck in, like, that, um, like, well, yeah, they're stuck in the theme park mentality. And Disney World was like that a little while ago. Like, when we went in 2011, that's definitely how they were. Every fast food place was the same thing. It was pizza, burgers, and chicken fingers. That was it. But then, like, because of uh, Harry Potter bringing in the bangers and mash, the one good thing about that was that it made Disney go, hey, you know, we need the food to be better at Disney World, so they started changing the menu. Like, and I know I've said it before, in January when we went, uh, they changed Pecos Bill. Mind you, I love the southwestern like burger that they had that had like the salsa and stuff. But now it's like Hispanic food, and that was actually really good. And churro bites are there, by the way, which I still don't understand why they have churro bites, but we don't. But whatever. But there, the Hispanic food was really good. Like that, like I would definitely come back. And I like highly tacos and stuff. Yeah, and oh, I wow. and I highly I suggest people go. Yeah. Uh, I had chicken like a, fajitas. Bar. Oh, wow. oh yeah, and on the topping bar they had corn, which I know your mom would be like, "Oh, grab out the purse." Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> no, but um, you know, like uh, Pecos Bill's food was really good. Um, the, what I would compare it to is what Universal offers you is basically Pinocchio's Village House, and. I mean that in every sense of the word. Because Pinocchio's <laughs> Village House... Yeah. Well, no. Pinocchio's Village House, what grosses me out about that place is, and I've said it before, is the booger wall. <laughs> the, you know, the plastic wall where you can see into Small World that the little kids, like, put their face on and their boogers and stuff gets on it? 
That is the most disgusting thing you can see as you're eating. And it doesn't help that the food there is actually not edible. Not at all. For humans, anyway. Not at all. Not for human consumption. Well, consumption. I think we had a theory on this last time, because I remember we were looking at it, we kept looking at it, I was like, do you think maybe the janitor keeps watching that? He's just like, no, I'm not touching that. <laughs> Even a dog, if it smells, they run away. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's Ooh. like like I said, that's literally what Universal's food is. They they give you the Pinocchio's Village House. It's just the same theme park garbage you could get anywhere. But then, like the the thing I also give on Disney when it comes to food is they have restaurants that go above and beyond. Of course, I'm not talking about Tony's. Uh, <laughs> Tony's uh, restaurant. That is that's garbage. You don't, you don't want. But planes. like you know, you, they've got things like be our guest. Spectacular food at be our guest. Um, I mean, I could I could list like a whole bunch of things, but when it really comes out, like the, the food hotel, is just yeah, better. The food at the hotel is even really good. Yeah, look at look at um, Universal Hollywood or Universal uh, Orlando right now is like really pushing this whole thing about this chocolate factory that they're building, and I'm like, if it's not Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, I don't care <laughs> okay. that you're building this. They keep showing pictures of it too. It's gonna be spectacular, and they show like pictures of people so happy in it. I'm like, you know what it's gonna turn into? It's gonna turn into a candy store that no one cares about. And then they'll have minions in the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the um, The the one thing that I would say. Uh, that I would, yeah, I'll give the edge to Universal is when it comes to like merchandise, and I give them the edge for like one reason because they like they're doing a really good job right now of like keeping everything separated. So like you have to go to the Despicable Me store to buy like merchandise, and like uh, we talked about this off mic, you know, Despic uh, Despicable Me, like you can get like the um, the Girl Scout cookies that they have. You, uh, you can get the plush animals, you, like anything of that. But then you have to go to Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley to get anything that's Harry Potter. And they have the, of course, their great candy store. Yeah, they've got Honey Dukes and stuff like that. You go to Springfield, you get Springfield merchandise. And I like that they do that. Um, and th this completely goes to my our January experience. When we went in January, every store we went into, the first thing you would see was all Star Wars. Did not matter where you were, it was always Star Wars. Because that was the thing, is that, that at that point, Star Wars was at a billion dollars. So then they just started shoving it everywhere. And that's my issue, is that they completely defeated the purpose. And I, I can uh, attest to, they do it at Disneyland too, because Disneyland's like that right now. Where every store you go into, at the entrance of the store, the first table you're going to see is all Star Wars. Yeah, it's gonna be Kylo Ren, BB-8, like that's all you're gonna see. But that's a, like, I understand they're trying to move product, but at the same time, it's like, people will find that stuff if they want it. No one is going into a store like, hope they got Star Wars here. Otherwise, I'll have to leave, go home, upset that I don't have my $250 Kylo Ren lightsaber. Exactly. No one's saying that to themselves. I mean, I can look forward to going to Epcot. Welcome to Canada. Here's the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like... There's a Kylo Ren with a Canadian <laughs> <laughs> At least that would be themed better. <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's the one thing that I'll give, is that, like, Disney right now, like, their whole mentality is push product on you. Doesn't matter what it is. It's like when, um, it's like when it's raining outside and they 
like put the mannequins uh, in the front with the uh, ponchos on, and you're just like, I get it. You're trying to tell me you need a poncho. <laughs> we got them for thirty dollars. <laughs> but I'd rather have them have the merchandise than not. But yeah, but I would still rather it be themed better. Cause like for instance, like uh, like. That's what upset me too, is like all of the stuff that you would find in the Emporium or any other store that was Star Wars was like the same generic crap that you would buy at the Disney store or at World of Disney. So like to me it was like defeating the purpose for me to go in there for that. However, then you get Star Trader where they have spectacular selection where they they even have like I, like items that you wouldn't even guess like and I I know I've said it before but I will I will still attest to this I still currently like at work see all the time people in shirts that I have bought myself at Star Trader like the biggest one that I see all the time and I still kick myself for not buying it but uh, they have a shirt there and it has three panels on it and one of them is Tatooine the middle one is uh, Bespin you know the Cloud City and then the last one is the uh, it's um, the Forest Moon of Endor I see men in that all the time. Like, no joke, like any rich person coming into the casino I work at, you can you can actually say that. It's like one out of ten will wear that shirt. And like you see them and you're like, okay, <laughs> this guy's a Star Wars fan. One of the things that I don't like is, like going back to the Disney merchandise, um, I don't like that the Disney parks product is now available everywhere. Like, it's not even themed. Like, it's it's not exclusive to the park anymore. Yeah, she's saying, you're saying pretty much what I was thinking, which is, it's all generic, and you're it's like... It's all generic, yeah. But you're just changing, you're swapping out the name on it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Like, that. that's like a big issue that people have been complaining about for a long time. And I know I've gotten on my soapbox about it before. Like, themed napkins, like, those, those are real things people are concerned about, because, like, I remember growing up that your napkins were themed, the cups were themed, the bags were themed to each land you went to, and it wasn't until DCA opened that you saw this turnover to where you had one generic bag. And like that's upsetting because it's like it takes away that little bit of magic. And then the stupid thing is that Universal, that's like the one thing they've grabbed onto is they have themed napkins for each of the restaurants. So it's like, well, while you're, you know, uh, over there at like, Jurassic Park and you're about to throw up from your village house like <laughs> style burger you, when you grab that napkin you will see the Jurassic Park logo on it and you'll be like oh cute <laughs> yes so um we're gonna uh if you guys are good though we're gonna move on to uh overall like the parks and the resort atmosphere so like it's very simple. Like, the parks, I can just tell you right now. We're all going to tell you Universal's not worth that ticket price. Not at all. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but, uh, no, like, uh, like we don't have to get too much on it because we went really in-depth on it with the tickets, but their parks, like, when you really compare them, like, to each other, what they're offering you for more than Disney World is two parks that are basically Disney Hollywood Studios. And I don't mean that in like the theming or anything, I mean that in the fact that it's a crap factory of whatever rides. Like, even if you're you're sitting there right now yelling at the iPod telling yourself, but the Harry Potter rides, but 
Spider-Man, but Transformers. It's like, yeah, that's the same attitude at Disney Hollywood Studios, where like, you're sitting there like, Tower of Terror is great, Rock and Roller Coaster is great, Star Tours is great, but then you're like, there's nothing else. <laughs> it sounds like a conversation we had when we were on our way to record this, and that's, it's like comparing Tom Brady to Cam Newton all over again. <laughs> Universal just a loud mouth that doesn't offer much. Well, Disney gets bashed and thrown around for everything, even though they're the, clearly the better one. Love that comparison. Wow, that, <laughs> clearly. I, I will say, that is a spot-on comparison, actually. Because you're right. The, the whole thing is that Universal's the loudmouth newcomer that's like, I'm better than anything that's ever been here, but when it comes to like the final payoff, is gonna cheap you, and it's gonna short you, and you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna win your yeah, Super Bowl. You're not gonna get your, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get your Super Bowl ring. Tom Brady is the one that's always been there, that's always been fantastic, and people are like, hate you so much, but you know what? He's gonna get you there. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> so many people turned off right now. Yeah. Nathan turned off the podcast. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> He's sitting in Florida. Nope. Not on my day. <laughs> he gets to go to Florida whenever. So I know, right? He like, whenever he wants. Yeah. Well, well, He's like, I'm going to lunch. I should just go to the park right now. I need to get me a Dole Whip. Yeah, he gets off of work. He's like, I could use a Dole Whip. Just heads down. <laughs> well, we'll discuss Nathan at length later. But... <laughs> No, but um, one thing I wanted to point out uh, was resorts, because like that's another thing that like the haters online, the Disney quote-unquote fans online, love to get on the Disney resorts, where they're like, Disney resorts, there's too many, and you, they've always been great, but then the new ones that uh, Universal's making are so great. First of all, no. The Cabana Bay one, or whatever it's called, the, the one that people are talking about so much that they're like... Universal just made the greatest resort ever. So it's themed to a 60s motel, to which I'm sitting there like, you want me to pay a ton of money for a 60s style motel? Like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Like, that, that's only, stupid. Only one outlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -oh. it, like the idea of them being like, it's a throwback. It's like, no, this is garbage. You're trying to feed me garbage. Like look at look at the Disney resorts. Disney resorts give you like spectacular resort options for I, I will say for a lot of money. But the thing is, is that those resorts are fantastic. Polynesian, spectacular views. Uh, contemporary, uh, Grand Floridian, Saratoga. I love Saratoga Springs. I know people hate Saratoga, but I love Saratoga. Um, what is it? Uh, Fort Wilderness, the cabins. That was like such a, like you felt so out, like you were in the middle of nowhere. That's how you felt. You felt like you were honestly like in the middle of America, like going to a national park, staying there at a cabin. You weren't, you weren't sitting there like, oh, Universal's down the street. Yeah. We won't talk about shuttles, stop uh, operations at a certain point. But, but yeah. And they don't tell you that. I completely agree with you because I know that all of us will, will agree to it. There are certain days that even though you want to go to the parks, the other part is like, I kind of just want to explore this resort I'm staying at. Yes. Bit. 
Uh, yeah, and that's the thing too is that at Disney World you have to do multiple days because you, like, even for us, like our trip that we're planning, we're planning a day that we're gonna look around at the resorts because we never do that, but we always want to. Yes. Then you look at Universal and you're like, when it really comes down to it, they're like, they're next, they're right next to the park. So it's like, you're just gonna be like, whatever, I'll just leave and go in there. Um, going back with the hotels, I know you said that they had a Six Seas, right? That hotel thing. I think they have another one of uh, Hard Rock uh, Hotels, something like that, too. I think oh, I yeah, saw. where they have uh, like memorabilia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, they have a Hard Rock Cafe, too. No, yeah, they have a Hard Rock Cafe with the um, That's where theater. Hard Rock Live is. Right. Yeah, the theater. But that's the thing is, it's like, okay. That's hard. That's yeah. That's, that's not universal. <laughs> well, like, what I see is, like, Universal is, they're honestly, like, they see what Disney is, and they're the other version, where they're like, oh, well, we'll take in all these sponsors. and ha Like, they're like how Main Street was when Main Street first opened in 1955 and it had a bunch of vendors in each of the stores. That's what Universal is, except they never grew out of that. Like, Disney hit a point where they were like, we want to own all this because we want to control what you're getting here. However, Universal, they're like, we don't care. We're like, as long as we make money, that's why they offer you Blue Man Group. You can see Blue Man Group anywhere. Why would you have to feel the need to go to Universal to see them? Why would you feel the need to pay for the Rip Rocket roller coaster and die on that thing? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's just me being evil. But um, to finish this up, like what it like, what it all comes down to is like the main thing, the main experience, and very obviously you can tell like we're going to bend towards Disney World no matter what. Like and mind you. That's also why I brought on uh, Elizabeth, Jessica, and even George here, because as we've stated before, they were hardcore Universal fans when I first met them. Don't, like, they were... Don't say that, okay? <laughs> we were! I mean, and that's, the, you know, talking about the experience, when we used to go to Universal, it was, we're big movie buffs, and we like the way that movies are created, and that's not there anymore. It's no longer there. Yeah, because they, they cheaped out on you, and they gave you... Uh, they gave you a phony experience in place yeah. of it because they were like, we can control this. Like, for instance, like... <laughs> Just in the studio tour. The studio yeah. tour used to be so cool, so behind the scenes, and now it's a, it's a show. It's a ride. And you know what's funny is what you just said is like perfectly... It goes back to the same comparison, that they're just like the Disney Hollywood Studios, um, except Disney Hollywood Studios, when it first opened, was better because it was a complete like behind the scenes movie making process and TV show process. Like you got to see them doing Golden Girls or Mickey Mouse Club, but now you don't get that because they took all that out because it was easier to control your experience with just attractions. And also they, there's a huge thing that they didn't realize that people want attractions. They, they honestly thought it's kind of like the animal kingdom mentality. They thought people will come here and they'll want to explore this whole ideology. No, they don't. They want to ride attractions and they want to have a fun time while they're here. Yeah. They don't want to discover the adventure. No. I'm sorry, Disney World fan or uh, Animal Kingdom fans, but that's like the biggest issue at Disney World is people don't know where they're going. They don't know where anything is, and it makes it a huge difficult part of it because no one wants to. No one wants to live the adventure and find where they're going. No one's sitting there with an Indiana Jones satchel and hat and map going. Oh, uh, I think the safari's back here. Well, maybe we are. That's because we're different. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, like, and, and that, um, you know, to go back and not dump so much on Animal Kingdom, to backtrack a little, I feel like Animal Kingdom, when they came up with that idea, that was perfect for Disney fans. That was not good for people who, like, do the, like, when you do a once-in-a-lifetime uh, trip, where are you going? You're not doing a trip to Universal Orlando because if you were, your life is very sad. And <laughs> no, you want to go to Magic Kingdom. I agree. Yeah, you're going to Disney World. You're, if you're spending your life savings on one trip that you'll uh, and it's your one big trip, what's the answer everyone always says? It's going to be the same answer. It's Disney World. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are like, when Universal builds the not third... <laughs> I guess true. <laughs> it's like telling people, oh yeah, I'm gonna go a trip to Universal. Really? Just go to the beach and that's it. My boss actually told me that. They're going in October, a couple of weeks after we go, and they're not going they're going one day to Disneyland and the rest are or Disney World and the rest Universal. I'm what I'm willing to bet that <laughs> No, I'm willing to bet that they're going to do the one day at Disney World and then they're going to regret and probably change their plans because, like, my friend, for instance, my, my buddy went to uh, Paris and him and his wife decided to do a one-day trip, uh, just a day trip because you can take a train and you can go straight to Disneyland Paris. Oh, wow. He went there and he told me immediately all they did was regret that they didn't plan more to do more Disneyland because they, he said the Disneyland Paris is so awesome that when they had to leave, they ended up being like, I wish we could do more days here. But that was the thing, is they had other things they had to do, so they were like, we don't have time. But he said, like, the next time he goes, he's like, we're going to do, like, two to three days just at Disneyland Paris. Because that, that's the thing, though, is, like, that's what happens at a Disney park. I have never once gone to a Universal park and been like, you know what, I needed more time. <laughs> if anything, and I know, like, some people are going to hate, I know, I, uh, I don't care. Let's be real, I don't care. Elizabeth and I, the first time we went to Disney World together, when we did uh, Universal, we originally planned to do two days. We went there, rode everything, and rode Harry Potter multiple times. And then it was like, what time? It was like 5 p.m. And we were just like, can we leave? <laughs> like, that was our attitude. And we had to, we had to call up my aunt and, to pick us up because we were like, we're done here. Like, there's nothing else we want to do here. And then what did we do? We went back, went to Magic Kingdom until 3 a.m. Like, like real people. Yeah. <laughs> like normal like people. But, you know, that's the thing is that, uh, like I said, when people plan a major trip, they plan to go to Disney World. No one's saying to themselves, I'm going to Universal. Because Universal's, it's a day trip. <laughs> um... But, you know, that, that's, of course, it comes down to you, but most likely, if you're, if you're listening to us at all, a Disney podcast in general, you probably lean the same way. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening, um, especially if you got through that whole thing. I know this thing's like two hours or so, but uh, seriously, thank you for listening and being a loyal viewer. Um, welcome again to season two. We're super excited to be bringing this on to you. Uh, we wanted to say really quickly though, uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Spreaker. Uh, you can follow me on any social media. I'm Geo Disney, that's G-I-O Disney. 
Uh, you can follow Hunter. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, the Disney Guy Two Four, or on Twitter, Hunter Three G ATM. You can follow me on Instagram, J One Eight Two. No. 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 Um, <laughs> no. But we want to thank you guys again. Uh, we want to say, uh, Nathan, we're very jealous that you're uh, <laughs> that you get to go to Disney World every day. We see you on Facebook, jerk. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> with your I'll annual, just buy a Dole Whip every day. <laughs> yeah, with your annual pass. But you know that that's awesome, living the dream. <laughs> uh, special thanks to Dave again. Always gonna be yep. thankful. The season two, thank you for Dave. And uh, of course, we want to thank Bob Iger for being a loyal listener. <laughs> we know it. <laughs> Don't fight us. The stupid things. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, just wanted to say that uh, Peyton Manning's a loser. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it. Unsubscribe. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys later. See you later. Adios. Bye. Bye. Good job.